is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Aliens modified, men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hauntings. Dark arts in the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So if you're feeling all alone, crack a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. Welcome, everybody out there. I am your host. You know me. You should by now. The Reptilian. You can find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube Music. It is out there. Go subscribe. I would appreciate it greatly. And we are back with another episode of the strangest podcast out there. And who am I joined by? Just playing old horror boy again, Aaron from Glass Horrorcast. I'm digging this new... Uh it's on this side of me, is it? Yeah. Background and stuff and these like images. StreamYard must be up in their game. Primarily podcasts are for listening. Uh, but for the people that do really enjoy watching stuff, you know, you're having a beer with the boys. You just want to throw on something for fun. You know, you and the girlfriend are hanging out and you want to do like a, a YouTube and chill, you know. Let our voices you get You want to get your girlfriend horny so you put yes. two fucking weird middle-aged dudes yeah. on screen. Let me let me let me bring you into the the new the podcast. Let's slow everything down. You know, light some candles. You know, you hear that touching noise? your leg a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear that noise? That's the gushing. Yes, it's the goosh. Oh, so I'm going to want to join for this stuff coming out. Yeah, because this is going to be a fun show. This is kind of like a palate cleanser from some of the stuff that we're going to be doing and diving into when it comes to the conspiracy stuff, some true crime. Because I feel like it's it's getting it's getting that time. The bell is ringing. A, a ring a ding ding. A ring ring ring. Banana phone. Boop, boop. We're going to get into some um, some crazy shit on the show and. Uh, I, I do definitely think we got to dive into like a big serial killer again, specifically me and you doing it. Uh, cause there's plenty of stuff we're going to do. And, uh, and the, the man, the myth, the, the Bilbo Baggins will be back on the show very soon, uh, remotely. So that's going to be interesting cause it's going to be a possibility that we're going to be able to do shows, still, all three of us. If together. there's anyone out there that listens to the show, that appreciate up. the fact that I'm from Ireland. I know some people just like that to them is just like a, a a bonus in itself when somebody has an Irish accent or lives in Ireland or whatever. Yeah. If anyone out there loves me enough, I really, really, really want, and maybe you're as fucked up as I am in the head. I really, really want a, new a Richard Ramirez <laughs> t-shirt. As awful as I know that sounds, there are some badass images of him out there and I want one on a motherfucking t-shirt. <coughs> I should have worn mine. I have one. It's a little tight for my liking, but I can always lose weight to fit into it. But it's like, even my wife's like, why do you want to have a serial killer on your shirt? Like, that's like not cool. And I was like, it is cool. Okay. It is pretty glorified cool. violence. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 for some reason, I did have a banana phone <laughs> to bring the substance. We are talking about phone calls from the dead. Do you, you think Raffi was a pedo? <laughs> Do you know what we should have done? 
what? in this episode. We each should have had some sort of weird phone that we held up. So oh, it was yeah. like we were talking to each other. And I really wish I had had the burger phone. Everyone who's listened to this has to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the burger phone, man. Motherfucking burger phone. That was worldwide. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I want a banana phone now. Just to have in the studio, like behind me and stuff. Look at my new little mushroom. Just got me this for Christmas. A little mushroom light. How much I love oh, my that's mushrooms. You take mushrooms. I'm, 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 I get it, man. I'm probably going to this weekend, hopefully. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm getting back in the groove of it. Monster How did dry up. January go? Not well, that well. <laughs> moist. Like... So I did pretty well. January. I stopped drinking throughout the week until this week. <laughs> Literally, like I wasn't drinking through the week. I didn't drink on the weekends. So I did and it for- you really made up for it. <laughs> I know. So I did about like three weeks, which I feel like is pretty good. And then uh, I was just like, all right, I'm doing well. I know what I have to do to keep cutting back. I'm just going to do that. And like I went out, uh, me and Brett, uh, testing out the new camera that I got. This is not it yet, but we'll start using it uh, for stuff. But testing out the new camera because there's going to be a lot of fun stuff we can do with it. And we did it at his place because I wanted better quality for when we're filming because he has a bar and a cool setup that we can utilize. And um and then later on, like I got so drunk, like I, I I was okay buzzed, but then I smoked the joint of this stuff, which is not too bad, but because I didn't smoke all day, it just like hit me. And we were talking about like Sean Strickland and the stuff, the stuff that's going on in Canada and stuff like that for a Patreon episode. And then I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop. I can't think I can't process what I'm fucking doing. And that's what's problem is with like, if you don't smoke weed all day and then you drink a bunch and then you smoke weed, it hits you like a ton of bricks, dude. Anytime I've done that where I've been like pretty drunk and then like smoked, it's so it is bad. literally like getting hit by a truck. You're like, I can't compute. Like, and that's what it was like. So, um, and then I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't really like this anymore. I don't like getting plastered anymore. Like I, I got like having a couple drinks, getting a buzz on, you know, where you're like kind of in the vibe of like getting the jams and listening to music or whatever. Right. But, yeah, but when you're absolutely just like, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, it's I'm kind of over it and I'm surprised, but it's took me a long time. But so this is going to be fun. We are talking about phone calls from the dead. And for kids that don't know on the image that we have on the screen, that is called a rotary phone. And you would literally it would take you about 10 minutes to make a phone call because you have to go every like number would take you like three seconds to dial. Think and also, that. you can't, no, you cannot text on those phones. No. For anyone who's wondered. So, and my grandma had one of these. I wonder if she still has it, because she had it for, like, far too long. Like, like there was dial phone. There's tons of phones. There was, like, cordless phones when I was a kid, and she always had the rotary phones, what always she used. And I would, like, maybe call a friend or something like that when I was there in Niagara Falls, and be like, I'm serious. Like, it takes you, like, probably two minutes to make a phone call. That's a long time, just like when now you can just be like, duh, 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 dial it. So did that work the same then? Because like I remember those being a thing or whatever, but like, did that work the same with nine one one? Oh yeah, I, I I think there was like a button you could click, like one yeah, single button. Sure. Which yeah, because I was like, surely, surely they put some sort of safety feature so you don't feel like <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> nine one. <laughs> 
that they, they're so dead. <laughs> so the familiar telephone uh, looks like the least, you know, maybe the prob- probably a thing you wouldn't really associate with the supernatural. But throughout the years, there's been some reports of ghosts ringing up people, and that's the topic of this, you know, of this collection that we're going to get into. This uh, of strange but true tales of phone calls from the dead. Do you have any ringing uh, sounds? No. Ring. Ring. Ringing. Ring. It's not doing it for me, Thomas. Ring. Hello? Hello? This is your uncle. I regret smoking crack. (laughs) I'm sure you did. I I thought you were going to do like (laughs) the the classic horror movie thing where it's like, hello? (coughs) Who is this? Who is this? You better get out of here. I was gonna. I, I was debating on. Uh, I didn't have enough time before we got this stuff set up. Uh, was to get some uh, the, the, from scary movie. It's like, who is this? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, whatever. It's like, it's Bo- It's me. It's Bobby. <laughs> this fruit. It's so funny. <laughs> so great. So this is some weird tales, and that's why I said it's kind of like a palate cleanser before the, some of the stuff that we're gonna either be diving into or stuff that's already came out. Let's have a little fun with this. Let's look. Like, you know, that's why I'm smoking a joint. Like, let's enjoy Pain. ourselves. You know. Pick up a phone while you listen to this. Actually, don't do that because the longer you hold your phone up to your ear, the more EMF radiation pumps through your head, and then it's not good for you. It's killing your brain cells. You look like one of those dudes they dragged out of the Chernobyl nuclear reactor. Yeah, a guy used an EMF uh, radiation reader next to the charging ports for electric cars. It was like massively spiked. Like six hundred, I don't know what that, but something like that. Uh, I don't know how the 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 Geiger the reader goes or whatever you'd call that, but pretty crazy. I've seen a couple of videos of people doing that, and it's that's why Billy <laughs> is a car salesman now. Of course, he's like a salesman of some sort, and uh, he posted this picture of him like selling cars. I think at Ford or whatever, and I was like, you better not be selling electric cars. The EMF is dangerous. <laughs> and he's like, oh, here we go, because he has to post on Instagram for a while. And I was like, well, man, come on. So in New Jersey, 1969, your favorite time. Good year. Yeah, good year. I'm good sure year. like, it, was that a, a thing back 69s, then? Tom? What? You a fan of 69s? It's been a while, but I was when yeah. I was younger. I feel like it was more of a juvenile thing. You're on that married life shit now. Yeah. Sex once a month. Yeah, no, yeah. But it can be, it can be often as you want when you're, when you're me. Cause I do it can I, be as often as once a month. <laughs> I <laughs> I do what I want. Trust me, I control everything. If she hear me, she's like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> Thomas just in the bathroom, like, joking off. <laughs> what every married guy does. <coughs> so well, you don't have to wait to be married. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you have to do that. Be like, you know, the kids like, oh, well, can I play with the iPad? You're like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Pooping. I'm <having> a shower. <laughs> I tried to shower for two, fucking half an hour. Like, you're in there for a long time. You must be squeaky clean. <laughs> I don't know why. I picture a kid. He should have an accent, I guess. Um, a New Jersey rock music performer named as Carl Upoff. His name is Carl Upoff. Up. U P H O F F. Sounds like a, like a, like up off boy. Chug on. That's a weird name. Uh, received a phone call. From his grandmother. Nothing strange that you might think, but uh, Carl, 
His grandmother died two days earlier. <laughs> Fucking Carl. Carl was 18 at the time of the phantom phone call. And there had always been this special bond between him and grandmama, who was deaf. Carl. Sorry. In my head, I was like, I wonder, can he do a deaf impression? <laughs> I do this game. I, can, I, can, I love this. I need this buddy, Luke. I used to work with him at restaurants. He's one of the servers. The guy was a wild man. And uh, <laughs> he said he, he, like, oh, he met this hot chick out in BC. And uh, she was deaf, but she was super hot. And then me and my buddy Quinn, I was actually on the second episode of this podcast ever. We talked about Hitler faking his death. I'll eventually throw it on the Patreon, but it's like pretty bad. It's like, it's, uh, I, I sound young. I sound dumb. I'm definitely drunk. Uh, but we're like, fuck me, Luke. Fuck me. Fuck me, Luke. Oh, like I just do that to him. And he's like, would, how much of a turn off would that be for you? <sighs> I feel like a moan is important. You know? Yeah, but not if it sounds if like it, some sort of fucking livestock. Yeah, if a girl sounds like a squeaky chair, man, when you're like fucking her, like, like I'm going to not really be into that. You know? And I feel like. I, here, here's oh, a, a funny one, actually. Oh, I'm sorry kind of for anyone that's deaf. It. But listen, if they were deaf, they wouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> so we can say whatever we want. <laughs> so fucking um, bad. Yeah, uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, on the topic of like that whole thing, um, I don't know, it just came into my head as one of the weirder experiences. I had a one night stand one time. Yeah, and the she chick was paraplegic. Was, like, she was looking back at me. Yeah, and being like, "Oh yeah, man, yeah, oh, do it like that, man." And that's I was like, weird. Okay, I'm cringing so bad. Have you ever now had I'm a chick say, uh, "Chick say daddy"? Because I've not. Thank God, I would be like, "Not uh, my thing." Probably, but I tried to like brush it off and be like, haha, what's that? <laughs> I think that's like, just weird, Yeah, it's like in, in maybe your head. be some chick listening and be like, I do that. It's You weird. know, like when dudes are super horny and you think like, I'm anything, I'll do anything. Yeah. But in reality, guys, when that happens, mm-hmm. ugh, not no. for me. No, and then it's always the shame, man. It's like, you know, when you like the joke about, you know, when you fuck a. Uh, flashlight or something like that. You're just like gotta clean it up after and it's just this spluge of mess of this like fucking gelatinous toy that you fucked like this, you know. This is my life. <laughs> this is my life and it's now or never. Oh wow. <laughs> so yeah, she uh she used to, uh she used to phone up Carl, uh Carl's friends and ask, Is Carl there? Uh but because she uh, is Carl there? Uh, but because she knew she wouldn't be able to hear the reply, Carl's grandma would then say, tell him to come home out of once. So she's calling and she doesn't even know if they've answered. Doesn't even make sense. She doesn't even know if they just, she just assumes she's just like, tell Carl to come home. Tell Carl to come home. It's just like repeating it over and over <laughs> because like realistically, if she is as deaf as she's claiming to be and that she couldn't hear them, she, you know what I mean? Here's one for you. You have to pick one. Deaf or blind. Oh, that's fucking tough, man. Because there's deaf people that can hear still. Somewhat. No, I'm talking about just like fucking (sighs) nothing. That's fucking tough, man. Or just staring into the abyss for the rest of your life. Just black. 
I'd have to discover mushrooms, man. Someone give me mushrooms because then you could see some shit. There would be some stuff you'd be seeing, but that would be the craziest thing ever is being blind. I'd rather be deaf to be honest, as crazy as that is, but like blind is just like a weird forbidden zone. Like you're just like, you'll never know what you, this is how you, you tell you no, what someone yeah, looks have, like is you just touch their face. And how do you tell if that's attractive or not? Yeah. Like you would have no context as to like where you are or anything. What you look like. That's the craziest shit to me as someone who's blind. And like, a especially blind from like, like from birth or whatever, yeah. or like a really young age yeah, yeah, where yeah. it's like, you have no reference point to like what anything ever looked like. No, you can feel things, but it would p- could look totally different than it feels, but they get really in depth of their senses. And I'm despair. I'm like, I said, I'm not going to disparage anybody. I, I like, I think it's sad when that, like, I know they don't want to be viewed that way, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to know what it's like, you know, to be honest, I don't want to experience that. And I feel bad for people that have to. That's why I call it on the, I got a, we got a review way back in the day and someone called me an ableist piece of trash. I said the host is an ableist piece of trash. And it's probably because uh, on one episode I said, if you were to reincarnate into a, um, some sort of severe handicapped body and not to disparage him, I'm saying like in my point of view, it would be like your soul being in a broken vessel. Do you, you know what I mean? I used to say that and someone, I think someone got mad at me, I think for that, because realistically, that's what it is. You're, you're, it's not functioning in the way that it should. So when your soul inhabits this container to use when they're in this physical form, right? Like it would feel like a, you have a broken one, you know? Yikes. Is that bad to say? No, I don't think so. Right. Does that make sense though of why I think yeah, that? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. You know? Well, I, I don't know. I feel like people just like to. No, not, if, like, if someone gets offended by that, like, I do apologize. It's not meaning to be malicious. I really am not. It's just a, th- a thought that I had, a theory, not even a theory, but it's just a thought I had about the ex- the life experience we have here, right? And those people are usually made, they're probably happier than I am. So good for them, you know? <laughs> so what did this fucking, <laughs> his granny say? So What's Carl's friends were always irritated by the deaf old women's constantly calling. She, I said she would just do it over and over because sometimes she can't even hear them, right? And used to tell Carl he shouldn't have given his grandmother the phone. Man, why the fuck did you give your grandma a phone? She can't even use it. She can't even hear on it. And he's like, God damn it. Uh, uh, one day, uh, Carl's grand, that's what they're calling in their story, grandmama, uh, died. And the teenager was naturally upset. Uh, but he had no leanings towards spiritualism and clearly never expected to hear from his, his old gran ever again. Carl was wrong. One evening in 1969, Carl was with his friends in the basement apartment of Montclair, New Jersey. I wish I could do a Jer- Jersey. Go to Jersey. Go to Jersey Shore. Jesus. Uh, when my mother, <laughs> when, the, when the mother of his friend came down and said Carl was wanted on the phone. When Carl walked upstairs, he talked to the old woman and realized he was talking to his grandma, who had recently died. Before he could ask her how she could talk to him, you know, when she was dead, uh, the woman hung up. Many more calls followed. But on one occasion, when Carl's grandma was asked how she was able to communicate or what it's like on the other side, the old woman would hang up. In the end, the call stopped. But Carl felt his grandma was watching over him. That'd be frightening, though, man. Mm. Frightening. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Like, I know some people listening probably be like, oh, I would take comfort in that. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I don't know. 
the, the we've watched enough horror movies. The idea when someone picks up the phone and then they hear like their husband or whatever. I feel like that would be like kind of more reassuring if they were sounding like they weren't in uh, a state of distress. If they were calm, it would be kind of calming. An old lady, like if my grandma called me after she died, man, I would like freak out, man. I would like my brain would break. I'd be like, oh, and I've seen shadow people, man. I would just say that shit would scare me more. And like, I heard my, my aunt's voice that was, that's been dead on mushrooms. I was thinking about them and that's a different state of mind. So I feel like I'm able to process this differently, but I was tripping balls and I was like, I was on seven grams. I told, I wanted to like, I was thinking about my grandparents that were dead and my aunt and uncle that both died young because of like alcohol abuse and drugs. And then, so I was thinking about them and like thinking about where are they? And I'm like, well, I'm tripping in this like weird kaleidoscope. And then like, and then I heard my angle, I'm here. And I was like, well, yeah, that wouldn't be for me. I, I feel like in situations like that, I'd be hearing them like screaming like that fucking Aztec death whistle. Oh yeah. Scary. Yeah, I know that shit. Yeah. So, so strange. I would really love to know what she said. Like you should be home. You should be home. You know, Jersey. <laughs> Go down to Jersey Shore, hang out with uh, the situation, you know? Well, you're not going to have a career as an impressionist anyway. I was actually going to apply to do voice acting. <laughs> well, that would probably work. Just don't just don't offer to do any of that. I can't do accents. Like, one like thing that. I can't do is accents. Uh, uh, but um, uh, Chelsea was like, can you offer up, like, you know, you have references, you need other stuff other than maybe your show. And I was like, I could always reference the class horror cast because I was like, if I want if I want to be like, I'm on a horror podcast, if I was doing voice acting, I wouldn't necessarily want them to go listen to my show if I was trying to get, like, a job because they'd be like, whoa, this guy's, like, intense. Lunatic. <laughs> He believes in some crazy shit. I don't He's know what gonna they think. shoot up her office. <laughs> so um, this one's weird. Additional chilling phone calls from beyond the grave presumably occurred in Wilm, Wilmslow, um, Cheshire, Cheshire in uh, 1997. I don't know where that is. Somewhere in your neck of the woods. And Oh, it's in Manchester. So that's in England. So close. It's in the uh, encompassing. That ain't my neck of the woods. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you said like North America, right? Like that's over here, right? You guys are all connected, man. Mm. That's a bit of a. I know they enslaved you. It's a sucks. tough spot now for the <laughs> Irish people. I think. I know. And now they're trying to control your food. So I made a joke about that. It's like they're trying to kill the two hundred thousand Irish cows or whatever. And I'm assuming they're always drunk, like fucking on their own milk. <laughs> but sing. <laughs> but, but like, uh, someone was like, man, they know about, it was, I think it was on Tim Pool's podcast. They're like, they know about the famine. They fucked around with that once. They can't let that happen again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yikes. I know, man. So crazy. So, um, and so when the young woman known as Mar- uh, Mary Meredith, what a name, received a call at her home from her cousin Shirley in Manchester, Mary shuddered when she heard Shirley's voice on what sounded like a bad line. Obviously, it's like static. It reminds me of like white noise, you know? And the husband started communicating. I think that's a movie, right? Because only minutes before, Mary had received a telephone call from her aunt telling her Shirley's tragic death in a car crash just an hour ago. Again, before the phantom caller could be questioned, she hung up. That's crazy. So like an hour difference and you're, you're hearing the news and then you're getting that phone call. That shit sends shivers down my spine. Months later, still weird. Um, I don't know what, like, 
because I'm assuming there's probably like two varying opinions on stuff like this where there's people that would say like they would get comfort from some sort of a like phantom phone call. Dude, it is so funny. Uh, can I tell you a story about something that scared me? So I was on teenager, right? We lived next door to this like kind of crazy old lady. She like went, uh, she was the grandmother of like a chick I went to school with like way back in the day. But we lived with, uh, next to her like later on in life. I sneak out a lot, you know, and go get drunk or whatever. And um, she never seemed to like me. Like I feel like she like she would stay stuff to get off property like once or twice, but I never really saw her. Okay, and then one night I'm like my mom knocks on my door and she's no I'm like doing this shit I'm like drinking in the basement or whatever, and I play it off like I'm not buzzed or anything like that, and then she's like um stop uh, I get the phone call right my mom's like uh, someone wants to talk to you I think it's I think it's uh what's her name next door and I'm like what I'm like kind of in the bag and I'm like what the hell? And then she's like, I know, I know what you're doing. And I was like, what, what am I doing? He, she's like, I can hear you. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, what are you talking about? And I don't know if she's seen me like maybe run through her backyard and now she's being delusional about it. Cause she was like, I know what you're doing. Stop doing that. She would think I was like, she told my mom, she thought I was like throwing rocks at her window and stuff, which I never did ever. And it was like this, one of the scariest like weird phone calls. Cause she was like, you could tell that she was delusional. Like even the tone of voice and she's like, I know what you're doing. Stop doing that. You're like, I can hear you throwing rocks in my window, whatever. Da, da, stop the, the, whatever she was saying. It's like shivers down my spine, man. When I was like having this conversation. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about any of that stuff. I don't, I personally don't think if I got some sort of a phone call or any like thing like that, I you know I should have said, yeah, keep it up. Lady. Don't break your knees. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd freak if I was in a I was like sixteen, like or, dude. Or if it was anything like, you know, if I got a phone call from somebody that I knew and they were dead or whatever. And I think regardless of what they'd say, I'd be like uh, I'm either like losing my fucking mind. In nineteen ninety five a radio station in Liverpool, England featured a medium named James Brine. Uh, who came on a phone uh, phone in show each week? Uh, Mr. James Bryan was a psychic who claimed he could convey messages from the next world and was a very popular guest. In fact, he was so popular, callers would jam the switchboard at the station uh, whenever he was on the air. One woman named Wilson, uh, Wilson, Mrs. Wilson of Ellsmerport, rang the radio station desperately to get in touch with James. Uh, because her grandfather had died a year ago and she wanted to know if he had any messages for her. Unfortunately, Mrs. Wilson uh, couldn't get through to the medium because the lines were jammed. And when she just sat back and listened to the show, around 10 o'clock that night, just as the news at 10 news program was starting, Mrs. Wilson phone rang. Bring, bring. The woman answered the call in a familiar but distant sounding voice said, British, British. Look, look, love. I'm all right. It's great over here. Now getting in the rook letters. Oh, you, 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 uh, start, you started off well, British. and then you went into some weird, like, southern. I'm over here. I'm over here. Yeah, because I thought, I'm over here. I'm walking here. That's what it makes you go into. Yikes. <laughs> I'm your grandmother. 
I'm your grandmother and all the other nice people who have passed on, which is weird. I always go Southern. It's always the, so I got to get something new. I would go, I say, I have to say British to kind of get my brain into like British Cagney. Yeah. You go going down to the pub with the boys and got a little scary phone call for that's going off. Oh God, you're going off again. You start off reading really well <laughs> every time it like tapers into something. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Not good. So Mrs. Wilson's uh, was naturally uh, astounded for she recognized the caller was her late grandfather. Granddad, is that you? She muttered, her left leg weak. It's sort of funny. It's like her legs weak. Like she's like, you know, I don't know it's fucking weird how they <laughs> said that. Uh, yeah, love. Now listen. Uh, I got to do a grandpa voice. Yeah, love. Now, now listen, stop, stop living in the past and, and reminiscing. Go forward. I'm still looking, looking over you. I've got to go now, love. Give my love to the kids. Bye. <laughs> it says bye. Bye. I uh, said the old man's voice and it faded away until Mrs. Wilson could just hear a purring tone. Bow, bow, bow. I feel like, mm, yeah, that one wouldn't scare me that much. No. Like, I, I don't know, I, I feel like when, when I picture, like, a phone call from the dead or something like that, I'm thinking of, like, some fucking, you know, somebody calling you and, like, I don't know, screaming in pain or, like, yeah. something just absolutely insane. Well, these are, like, true stories of people, real people that claimed to have, like, had some sort of interaction, mm. right? I'm sure there's tons of ones that, like, I'm sure there, which would be kind of fun for Patreon. I'm sure there's, like, um, creepy pastas. Yeah. That yeah, are, yeah. like, like phone calls from the dead. And and at some point, now that we have the opportunity, Billy better not throw out his costume, because I'll fucking murder him. Uh, but I, I want to do the Slenderman, co- uh, Slenderman episode, and he has to wear the costume during the episode, though. That'll be so good. <laughs> just make him wear that and just sit there and say nothing for the entire episode. <laughs> just have to sit there. <laughs> just have, like, and then uh, and then I slowly turn to you, and somehow we make it look like I murdered you, because that's what had, like, literally those chicks that that Slenderman yeah, were talking about. <laughs> I would like to do that episode. Yeah. So Mrs. Wilson, uh, wondering if someone was maybe he's playing a sick joke. So she dialed 1471 on the phone in order to get that back. And here it's uh, star 69. Wink, wink. Uh, did you have that over there? Ours is star 69. Back in the day, if you wanted to figure out if someone was calling you, uh, it was star 69. Uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we did. I don't know if it's, a thing anymore. Star six seven. You guys got to be different. Well, like, but that was definitely yeah. That was definitely a thing at one point. Yeah. Do you remember like the 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 idea of having like the caller ID thing was such like a big invention at the time. I do even remember in like is it Scream one or Scream two? Is it Scream two maybe where like oh, she's yeah, like yeah. figured stuff out now, so she gets the little like caller ID. That's Scream thing that Three, isn't it? When she's landline? in, when she's like away. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because she's in. Yeah. Had her own property, and she figures out how to like screen calls or whatever. You like, and then she. Yeah, it's, it's fine because she's like, a help. Uh, she's a suicide help. Help. help and it's just like it's like it's crazy to think like you know twenty something years ago something like that would have been like, whoa, the technology she's got. Dude, imagine the, wow. I don't I didn't know anyone growing up that had a pager. Imagine that dude that had the pager be like, yeah, shit, I gotta go make a phone call, and then he's gotta find the closest phone booth. Yeah, the idea of a pager actually is a wild. I know because it just tells you the number, or gives you. I think it, get, it could even give you a fax, like a message. 
Like, go fuck yourself. And you're like, who the fuck is that in this shit? Uh, but, like, it's funny because I never had anyone, like, have that. Um, yeah. But then you have to, like, find a phone. I, we saw kids, like, recently, like, playing around with the phone booth. I was like, you don't even know, man. We used to thought Superman lived in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just come out of his fucking goofy-ass glasses and be like, all of a sudden, he's this built guy, but every, he looks the exact same. But for some reason, nobody knows how. He's different. Uh, so she wondered if this was a joke. Called the number, like, Star 6 9, essentially, but it seems like 1471 weird. Uh, and But the automated voice on the line quoted, Mrs. Wilson own, owns this number. In other words, the call is originated from her own phone. The call is inside the house. That shit now would freak me out. Like when the stranger calls. Oh, fuck yeah. When the guy's like breathing and shit. That movie freaked me out. Like the, we uh, want to eventually do it on Class Horrorcast. Some of those early 2000 movies. But even then, remember that like the Tales of Terror or something like that? It had the little like, um, uh, the one movie was uh, the little African Stall guy, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And didn't they um, have like a, a f- the, that premise of a film? Is that not true? The one, the phone call inside the house. I feel like that was part of that tales or whatever it is tales of terror or whatever. Is that what it was called? I, I, uh, now I, oh, I know that's really good. I piss can't me remember off, what yeah. that doll is called because that I remember watching that when I was a young man and I was like me and my buddy were like not like eight or nine and I was like whoa this thing's like spooky <laughs> chasing after the woman trying to kill her. Weird African horror doll. <laughs> Trilogy of terror. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it had a phone call. I might be wrong, but there was definitely a 70s or 80s uh, movie about that, and that shit freaked me out. I think you could hear the guy like breathing out of the bed and stuff. Strange. Uh, or you know that urban legend? I thought I would talk about that in that movie where the dogs like licking your feet. You think like a dog's licking your feet, right? And you're like, oh, oh scary. And then it's a, and then you realize the dog has been outside the whole time, and it's a man licking your feet. I see. Yeah, I seen a. I don't know where it was. It on TikTok or something like this week yeah. at some point, and it was one of those like, um, you know, like where the spooky music comes on. And it's like top like creepy things that have happened. You scroll yeah, like yeah. from side to side, and like one of them was something about like a chick being at home on her own. And like she lets her dog out in the yard or whatever, yeah. and she closes the door, and then she she hears the dog like barking and whimpering to get back in, and she gets to the door, and um, she um, for some reason she like feels compelled to be like, there's something like not right, mm-hmm. so she looks out through the, uh, I don't know if it's like maybe a flap or like a peephole or whatever yeah. in the door and she sees a dude standing out there imitating the dog that's that's yeah though some of those urban legends man still get freaky. freaky man freaky freaky so she doesn't know how the phone call came from inside the house or how the grandfather did it it definitely seems like a lot of grandfathers you know was was white noise any good? I remember liking it as a kid, and I was like debating on rewatching it because that's like literally yeah, doing and there's this. A, there's a second one, too, isn't there? Yeah, but th- I remember like as a kid liking it. But I recently watched um, the Ring again. Nah, mm. didn't do it nah, for you. Nah, as a kid, sure. But there's just like that fucking cancer ridden boy. At least he looks like he has cancer. He's got like the fucking dark eyes and shit. Mm. Like he's like yeah. little Pete Davidson, and it's just like so. <laughs> Man, I actually like uh, to because we're we're this episode's not too long. That I watched the recent stand up of Pete Davidson. 
I liked it, man. I liked the dude. For out of everyone, it like, sucks he's not in SNL anymore. I didn't even watch it the like the new seasons. But for like a comedian, I actually think he grew on me, man. The guy's funny. Good shit. But yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he is funny. Yeah, I like him. I kind of dig him. The Dave Chappelle one was pretty good, actually, too. He's, he, I like that he's pushing the batteries. And for all the fans of Dodo, I'm like a huge fan of stand-up comedy. And Billy might try it out East. And I was like, push your level. I want to do improv. That's why you just got to move here, man. Just kidnap your kid. <laughs> just kidding. I know. Just, I know, just come I know. to Canada. We'll, we'll die in communism together, okay? We'll die in the, the Klaus Schwab's dream country uh, together, right? Uh, but I would love to do that type of stuff, um, improv, just to hone my skills and stuff like that. I would love. And I, there was a place uh, near me that was like, pay five bucks or whatever you want, and then they'll like teach you some improv skills. And I was like, bro, that'd be so much fun. You should do it. What do you do with this banana? Uh, ring, ring, ring. <laughs> this is my bits. Um, so in the late 1980s, a Manchester woman in England named Sadie lost her husband in a tragic circumstances. Uh, her husband left her uh, a considerable amount of money in his will. That's probably why she married him. When Sadie and her seven-year-old daughter, Abigail, subsequently moved to a graceful old cottage just out of outside of Sandbatch, then whatever that is, the landlord asked for a modest sum as a deposit on the cottage. Sadie wondered why the rent was so low on such a desirable, you know, rustic residence. She and Abigail gave the old dusty cobweb place a good spring cleaning and later had uh, decorated. Sadie fell in love with a peaceful uh, rear garden, the peaceful rear garden, which had a sad looking weeping willow in the middle of it, of a neglected lawn. Three months after they moved into the Cheshire country house, Abigail excitedly told her mother one December evening that she had seen a kind old woman. It's always old women. In a long black dress standing beneath the willow tree, smiling at her. Abigail said the woman waved and then faded away. Abigail was quiet. I know, man. Abigail was quiet and an honest child uh, who was not in the habit of imagining things or had like imagining things happening uh, and uh, or having telling f- fancy fill stories. So Sadie was a little unnerved by her daughter's tale of the ghostly woman. However, there was no further sightings of the phantom, although many strange things did occur at the cottage not long afterwards. One night, Abigail said she felt dizzy. Sadie put her daughter to bed early than normal, and, you know, the girl maybe was just overtired. As she had risen early that day and had helped out in the garden digging weeds, Sadie decided she would have an early night herself, retired to her bedroom with a book, and an hour passed, and there was a knocking. At the door of the cottage, Sadie naturally uh, was alarmed and wandered over. And who could be, you know, knocking on the door at eleven o'clock at night, right? She went down the stairs in the hall, put on her slippers, slipped on her sexy little nightgown, and nervously asked, "Who was there? Who's there?" A well-spoken man said he was uh, a doctor and had been called out to examine the girl named Abigail. I'm a I'm a doctor. Uh, I need to examine your daughter. Uh, I'm a gynecologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to make sure she needs, she got to get the, the, what's that called? The, the PV vaccine. I'm not a woman. I don't know that. Like, um, what's that? I'm gonna, you know, that, you know, the thing that girls get, I know PV? the thing you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have it. I don't know what it's like, but none, I don't know, man, I got a vagina. 
and neither do <laughs> any trans. <laughs> so a, a well I don't give a shit. A well spoken man replied that he was a doctor, right? Needed to come there, and then uh, Sadie unbolted the door and opened it, so I could be like, "I'm a doctor. Can you please open the door?" And they're like, "All right," and unlatch all the doors, and let me in, and I could be just a mass murderer. A tall, gray-haired man stood in the doorstep, carrying a briefcase. He looked at his card, uh, at a card in his hand, and said, "You're Sadie," and he apparently knew Sadie's surname. Sadie explained that she had not called him out, but invited the, but invited the, uh, vitamin anyways, the physician in anyways. She took him up to Abigail, see her daughter up in the bedroom, and the doctor gave the child a quick examination. Let me stick one one finger in the butt. That's to say this, like that whole thing though. Like if somebody knocked my right, okay, so it's it's eleven thirty six p.m. right now. Yeah, as as we're recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. If somebody rang my fucking door right now, oh, and I went down. They're like, oh, I'm here to examine your child. Yeah. What? Like in what reality would you be like? Sure. Sure. Let's just open the door. That's fine. Just bring him in. Yeah, come on in. Let me bring you up. That's uh that joke with the the finger in the butt. That's reference to the Richard uh, Chase episode. Everyone should go check that out because Billy tells a very, a very it's a very hilarious story, and I'm surprised he told it. <laughs> oh, that's that guy you're telling me about that you said uh, he's really cool and stuff, wasn't it? Richard Chase is, is awesome, man. The, the his ability to think that he he was able to drink blood because he thought he didn't have blood, man, what a guy! Crazy to be like. I have got enough blood in me. I think I need more. <laughs> like sounds like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he, he will never beat out the ultimate godhead, Richard Ramirez. Can't do it. My favorite <laughs> guy's the craziest My motherfucker, favorite. man. And he had no, no remorse, man. So sadistic, and that's going to be coming very soon. Now, with the ability to have all three of us on, I've got it done. It's ready. I just want to get like a bunch of recordings and stuff of him and videos. I I need to get my. Richard Ramirez teeth. <laughs> so dress like listening. him. Put on like a wig. Oh, I'd be so <laughs> Make your good. teeth look fucked. <laughs> if the three of us could dress up as like different versions <sighs> of him, I would do the sunglasses one. I just need a black wig. He's so free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'll put the, this thing on my palm, the pentagram. So funny. So, yeah, she explained she never, you know, he pointed um, rash on Abigail's arm. And after shining his pen light torch in her eyes, ah, you've been drinking tonight? Uh, he told Sadie he, it, it looked as Abigail had symptoms of meningitis. Google what, what Manjais looks like. This is going to be fun. Okay, random. Very again, random. like would would there be no red flags here at any point? Um, to be like, oh, some dude just came into my house and I let him into the bedroom. Chronic inflammation of oh, it looks kind of wild. Meningitis. Meningitis. Isn't meningitis like really dangerous? Yeah, fevers, he sleepiness, headaches. Wow. So this doctor almost saved this child's life. So and then the doctor drove. Uh, the girl and her shocked mother to the hospital where uh, uh, Abigail was positively diagnosed as suffering from a potential fatal condition because the brain disease was uh, caught in the early stages and the antibiotics and other medicines are unlikely um, to uh, to help her medical or that actually helped her medical condition. So, And then they found out that the doctor never existed. Pretty weird, huh. eh? Dun. 
pretty weird. I just want to bring up this article to uh, kind of uh, bring it into the close because it's kind of interesting. So there, there's people that have tested this theory, okay, of like being able – is there possible communication uh, with the dead in any regard? And uh, they did a study uh, through the many experiments carried out with various degrees of success. Uh, there's a mainstream moderate science literature, scientific literature on the phenomenon is scarce. Uh, experiments are dismissed by some as flawed in the process or failing yield, da, da, da. Uh, so a doctor at, whoa, Ontario, Canada, uh, made a rare move in a seriously st- Stunning study, uh, the so-called electric voice phenomenon, though the report is titled as a failure. Uh, let's just read into this a little bit. So they uh, they had some success in some of uh, the experiments. He emphasized on two things. Uh, the more successful experiment had resulted of the spiritual purpose of so-called spiritual integrity is necessary on the part of the ITC researcher and the ability to obtain anomalous voices and images uh, independent upon establishing a contact field through regular and persistent effort. So they tried with e- using EVPs to contact spirits um, to see if you get like voice phenomenon to come through and EVP uh, experiments by others often require radio tuned between uh, stations and frequencies, which is I have a ghost box that actually does this. So I'd love to use on the show one day later. They would play back and listen to the voices uh, what they heard. So they described buzzing noises and interference, but there was a most remarkable, uh, uh, result came on October 17th, 1997. When it sounded like someone said, tell Peter, uh, said the doctor or the doctor. That was the last story. Uh, the, the researcher, uh, <laughs> and one of his, uh, two assistants independently identified the words, tell Peter, uh, describe, cause that's how I heard it. When I used the uh, voice box, it said, uh, Thomas, it just sounded like this, like very quick, but you were able to make it out pretty. Freaky. I know it's wild, dude. And describe as a female voice as speaking at a regular speed. Um, so it's pretty interesting. They've heard squawking noises. That's weird. Uh, so they're convinced that they did hear spirits, and there's been studies that have been done on this. And th- I eventually want to use a spirit box on the show because it'd be interesting. Because I definitely heard it saying my name, but then you want to invoke anything. But the idea with the spirit box is it scans array frequencies extremely fast. Uh, and then if you hear words that last longer than a second, cause it's like a hundred radio frequencies a second or something like that, or two seconds. So if you hear something carry on longer than a second or two, it's almost impossible because it's scanning it so fast. That it'd be impossible for you to hear a full sentence or a name or a word. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. I heard it work and it's cool. Cause there's like the paranormal puck and all this other stuff. Like, uh, shame from requires a reality. He got one. I was looking at it. It's like a, like a hundred and some bucks, but it's like, um, it will tell you messages almost like a, like it's a little puck thing, but it'll give you like, it's like a, got a digital screen. Supposedly somehow it connects with radio frequencies and, and, and electric, fre- uh, electric magnetic frequencies and for able things to speak through it. And I would like to see, it'd be cool to test it. It's funny, anytime I, I mention stuff like that to anybody, like, around my area or anything, they're always like, nah, count me out. No way. That's what, like, I would love to do. Brad's got this old property, right? And it's, like, in the middle of nowhere. I would love to play a Ouija board in there. And especially at the bar would be cool, but it, it would, his, it's already creepy kind of back there because he lives in, like, this big wood like it's huge, but it's, like, just made up pure wood. He built it himself and stuff like that, so it would be interesting. But he's... He's a Christian, man. They don't want to mess around with that shit. They're like, fuck that. 
How interesting would that be for content? Though? I know. I know. I would love to do that. And like, and, and, and do it again with Billy. Cause we tried to do the Ouija board out in the graveyard. And then he said he was moving it. And I was like, mm, I don't know. You see, it was the guy was moving. It, it was cold. Da, da, da. And I was like, but he seemed freaked out in the moment. So I don't always trust him, but I did. I did kept saying to him, I was like, you're probably moving that shit. Cause yeah, I know it's something he would do. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do that. I, w- I would try and keep yeah. everything as like, because I really want to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, is, is something going on here? Me too. Uh, and I've seen it work. I've definitely seen solace it. I solace it when I was a kid. I used the Ouija board a lot. I've definitely made contact with some sort of uh, thing that is outside of our reality, in my belief, right? But it's a. You've surely got some like haunted places around there, right? Oh, yeah. There's definitely places I could check out. Um, I've tried to like shop where there's like a hotel not far. Um, there's some cool stuff. So if you ever make your way out into the neck of the woods in, in my communist country of Canada, uh, then it will be kind of fun, you know, to will they even let me in. Yeah, they'll be, you'll be fine. They love immigrants, man. Yeah. Love anybody yeah, but else. When they see, listen, when they see, I'm not like sticking around to like claim off the state right now. They'll not be like, nah, they, they love everyone outside of the country, but not actual Canadians. Oh, that's that's the very same as Ireland, and it's really cool. So any of the native people can go fuck themselves. Know, they don't care. It's crazy. Uh, it's all a strategic plan, and from the videos I've done and how I do like to voice my opinion on the internet and try to make people aware of what's going on, uh, it's just funny because there's t- everyone around the world, like, uh, it's happening here in UK, it's happening here in this place, they all all strategically planned. Seemed a little, seems a little weird. <laughs> I've been a, a big time fan of the UFC for probably 12, maybe 15 years at this point. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments ever was Sean Strickland listening to the crowd of like 20 something thousand people chant. Fuck, fuck Trudeau. Trudeau. So get this, you know that song I'm writing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to put that in? I already did it. Oh, nice. It's for the yeah, that's a good idea. And you know what? I can only imagine what the production trucks for the UFC, the scrambling they were doing to try and stop that live. Because they do that from time to time if they're chanting something political or anything like that. They try and like dull out the crowd. There's no way. You definitely hear that Trudeau was like, or no Trudeau. Um, Joe Rogan was watching it. It was cool to see his like reaction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, to kind of end this, I love. Uh, I don't watch it as often as I'd like because it is fucking expensive. Um, but I got the pass because it wasn't that much to be able and then to rent the, uh, the fight. But man, I really do enjoy watching UFC a lot. Like it's, it's just somebody because people are like ah, like I saw people commenting on like oh he's just a Sean Strickland's just a, um uh a snowflake or something like that. Because on the other side, they think people are weak that think like that. But meanwhile, this guy has could beat the living shit out of most people do not care about what you think. That's why I think it's funny that people on the left sometimes would be like, ah, he's emotionally damaged. He's not secure. Someone said that there's another insecure because they don't think it, it, what you're doing is justified. Like, I'm not saying that like the LGBT is, uh, the, well, gay people specifically are bad in any way, but there's a section, a part of that group 
that has made things like insufferable that you can't say anything. You can't do anything. Uh, they're offended at every angle. And that's not, that's wrong because there's people that are against that, that are in that community, which also sounds like a cult to me, but like, it is true. There's people that are totally against that and are like, have been gay their entire life since the fucking seventies. You know what I mean? It's wild. Like a, a couple of fights back. He he wore a t-shirt that had a I identify as Sean Strickland and like he got so much shit at the time. Why, man? And that's why I'm like glad. I'm not even a huge fan of Dana White. Cool that he created the sport for what it is. Uh, But uh, recently, what he said is like, yeah, like what am I? They're on a leash. Uh, They're like freedom of speech. Yeah, I like that. They're trying to like cut this out, and without people like them, and like um, because the fans listen to this now, Tucker Carlson's in Canada right now. You can think whatever you want about him. He has one. He has the biggest one of the, some of the biggest influence on our culture than anybody else. It's crazy, man. The amount of people he reaches. We were talking about something to do with Dana a while ago, weren't we? Uh, Where some company that creates some sort of workout equipment. Well, he he sold out this? to Bud Light, which I'm not impressed by at all. But do you not remember that there? There was something recently, and I feel oh, like yeah. we had like a passing conversation. And he went into all the UFC gyms globally and like the UFC Performance Institute and everything. And they scrapped all the equipment and replaced it with a different company's equipment because wow. they'd done some like woke bullshit. Oh, cool. Good for him. And I he was like, that. do you know what then? Fuck them. He was like, let's just Good get idea. rid of all that shit. And like people were like, you won't do that. You won't do that. And then he posted a video on his Instagram. And he was like, you dumb motherfuckers. He was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Something needs to be done and something needs to be pushed against this stuff because it's nonsense. It is. At the end of the day, like live and let be like at the end of the day. So if you're trying to coerce and force people, so I'm going to end this as we start talking about this, because this, this show, we go off on tangents it happens and the state of the world. I think people actually are interested more about some of my takes on stuff, but there's a place near me called Norwich, Norwich, Ontario. Uh, they, they ruled in a court or whatever that they can't display pride flags on government buildings. Right. Okay. And I've been through there. I got buddies to live there, whatever. And there's like this crazy, cause there's some crazies that have came in. There's a crazy woman. She looked on, she, I've never seen her, but I have heard about her, but she seems unhinged. She covered her whole house in pride flags, man. Like her entire house is just covered in flags during the pride month. And she kept it up months and months after. Right. And then it's just like so bizarre. And then my buddy said that lives there. So there's like a group Facebook group where they're against all this stuff or whatever, like, a, um, like against people ruling against this, uh, not having your ideological flag. Right. Crazy. Like they're nonsense. You'll get banned from the uh, group if you even try to question them. And that's the problem with these people, right? And then so recently they had to overturn that ruling and allow it on public buildings but not the school or whatever because they're a very, like, uh, Christian place. There's a lot of religious people there, the Dutch. And uh, because people that voted against it were getting death threats. And I'm like, I was going to do a video where I'm like, people call me an extremist because I'm not a fan of the government and I do not like what the government does to its people. And you call me an extremist. I've never made a death threat to someone that doesn't believe in what I do. But like, why don't I never understand that? Like, what's the purpose of like covering your whole house in like pride flags and to stuff? To be like, like, I that? support this. I'm a brainwashed just cult like a member. Fucking idiot, though, because that's what it is. Like idiot. I know it's weird, and and it's exactly though. Like, I don't think they realize like that for the the majority of the general public now who are starting to become like a little bit more like awoken or. Yeah. to this stuff. Like, like exactly like how you explained her. Like, I would look at someone like that and go. 
oh, she's obviously a raging lunatic. Unhinged. Like has some severe mental illness or something. Yeah, they, they're, they're so, because Tucker Carlson's here in Alberta or whatever, and Daniel Smith is the premier there. And she was someone that was kind of against the agenda, and she constantly brings up that the the electric shit's not going to work. We don't have the infrastructure for it or whatever, right? And we need to produce oil. Oil's not going to run out. Trust me about that. It's the Earth's blood. People think it's from dinosaurs. It's not. Give me a fucking break. That's nonsense. Um, so, it, it, so they she met and went to uh, to Carlson's thing, which I'm like, ah, cool, like whatever. Like he obviously says what the fuck he wants, and a lot of people showed up for that. People that I actually like, uh, Canadian wise, went to see his thing live, and there's fucking it was huge, tons of people. And the conservatives went on, or the liberals went on some unhinged. And I'm not conservative; I don't believe in either side. I think it's the same boot. Uh, but like the liberal side, like the crazy people, when they went off, one guy's like, they said he said they're summoning the dogs of the mega conservative. And then he said that they're bringing demons from the United States. That's what he said. And I'm like, you can't say that shit as a politician. Be like, they're bringing demons from the United States to take up for like, what are you talking about? Unhit. They're all losing their minds, man, because they're failing. And everyone is starting to see mm. the shit, dude. That's the part that I'm starting to like have some sort of hope for. Mm. I feel like slowly but surely. People are just getting, and it's even like not to fucking harp back no, on no. again, but I suppose it's, it's been a big talking point uh, recently, like with the whole Sean Strickland. Good for him, like man. Nobody's staying up for us. Yeah, like that clip of where that dude is trying to like basically get him, like that journalist or whoever he is, he's obviously trying to goad him into like m- making comments about something so he can get a headline. Mm-hmm. And just like the way Strickland says, like, you know, people are not buying. Where you're selling anymore. Yeah. It's like whatever shit that you're trying to peddle, nobody wants it anymore. And you're everything that's wrong with the world. Like you're the you're, scum. You're at cancer, essentially. And it's so funny because, yeah. like, the way he says it, yeah, he's he. He's not probably as smart as some people. He might be able to beat the shit out of you, but he's not the most intellectual individual mm-hmm. because not a lot of those yeah. fighters are. It, they spent their life training. Like I love absolutely. I mean, uh, he got fucking savagely abused as a kid. I, yeah, I know. I love Mike Tyson, right? Love Mike Tyson. As a person, as a fighter, man, guy's a monster. I'll t- I'll fucking tear your head off and rip your children apart. Some of the shit that he said when he was in craziest dude, right? But he's not the smartest dude at the end of the day. Oh, no. He's not the smartest dude at the end of the day, right? But he, it's just crazy that some of those people, when you were raised like that, man, you're just a monster, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? So it's just funny that, like, he was able to, he said, yeah, like, I'm not buying your shit, and this is what it kind of needs to be. And this is, I'm telling you again, I've never, ever been against gay people or even trans people to that extent, right? Um, to, you know, well, I had a co-host that was gay until he went too far. Like, that's literally the facts of it. It, it just, it, it encompassed, it, I, lo- I feel like I lost a friend to this shit, and that's what happened. And people can say what they want and think I'm homophobic, transphobic. I'm not scared of anything. No, nothing. I'm not. Uh, but, and that's what the whole, it's phobia. It's so dumb. It's just a dumb wording. I just think that people don't want their kids to be over-sexualized and to, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense, man. It's a lot of people. That's, yeah, like that's because I don't think anybody's like, really, if you look at the facts, but I don't think anybody's actually trying to stop anybody from no. necessarily doing Freedom anything do that they want to do. 
No. As in, like, you know, if you want to be gay, be gay. If you want to be this, be that, whatever. Nobody cares. It's, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not so much about that. But then obviously that's like the easy get out of jail free card is to be like, well, you're trying to like stop me from like being who I am. It's like, no, no. nobody said that. You can wear whatever the hell it's you want. You can pretend shit. to be whatever you want. I do not care. Just don't try to indoctrinate my kids with it. Don't try to teach them about gender ideologies that were created by fucking Marxist leftist cult seeking weirdos, man. Cause that's where it came from. All this stuff comes from like, uh, Marxism at the end of the day, Karl Marx is not a good guy. And, and it's funny that they're teaching the kids now to think that he is. And I've been doing some research on some big stuff and there's some big stuff coming. So that was phone calls of the dead and, uh, and, and how progressiveness is taking us backwards. <laughs> It's just have that. It's like the, the little time. Yeah, I know. Because why not? Like we get into all sorts of stuff. I knew this was going to be a shorter episode. It's kind of a palate cleanser, but we get into some stuff and there's some stuff that's coming and me and Aaron haven't really talked too much, especially since that fight. And I like, as it is what it is. I love watching the women fight though, man, just like they, those girls go in on each other. Not, it was so dope, man. How would you feel about being with somebody? Oh man, no, no. That was like doing that. I, I often wonder that, like, you know, sometimes you see some of them girls and like, they're like, like pretty good looking, say outside of people like, like Ronda punched in the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I, you know, and I, there's Misha Tate and there's a couple of others that are like Paige Van Zandt and stuff. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite good looking. But then when I look at them, like punching the head off each other and stuff, <laughs> I'm like, I, that's just not no, for me. No, no, no. No. Cause I would be afraid to make one mistake, man, anything. And just, and just even like the idea of that, like, I mean, I don't know, I find something like, uh, again, people probably say, oh my God, sexist pig, scumbag. But like, just for me, my personal thing, I don't find it overly attractive. The idea of my, you know, girlfriend or wife punching the head off of people or getting the head punched off of Well, it's funny. There was something recent, right? About the, what's going on in the world, right? And it's just like people being like, well, why don't men, like a lot of these women are like, why don't men want me? You know, but uh, it's because you're, you've been masculized. Is that a word? You've been turned to like a more masculine female and then males have been feminized in a lot of ways. Right. At the end of the day. And I've always been like a guy's guy, kind of, kind of dude. Like I've always been open and free and didn't care about anything. Uh, but I also, I also was like, always like, I'm a guy, I'm a guy's guy, man, I'm a man. Um, I'm supposed to be more in charge, whatever it might be. And that's why it sounds sexist. I don't really care. At the end of the day, men are men are men, are men and women are women. The, the patriarchy should exist and not the way that people want to think about it. But the idea of that, like, listen, to this. this is a good quote, right? Men protect women, right? Women protect children. Families protect society. When men are weak, It's a strong man protects uh, a woman, a strong woman protects children and a strong family protects society. So without men and when men become weak, societies collapse. Look at Canada. Canada's a, I I, I call them complacent Canadians, man. They're weak, man. Weak, feminized, weak men, you know? It's actually quite scary. I know. And that's where where it's, where it's history repeats itself, man. Just like Rome. Everything got a little gay. 
too gay in Rome. They were like like dealing little boys, doing weird shit. Eventually, Saturnalia, me and Juan talked about it way back in the day, but eventually we'll dive in stuff like this. Like I'm going to, I want to dive in the Phoenicians and the uh, Canaanites. I have like some episodes coming for people that I'm ready to just go down a fucking rabbit hole, man, and start diving into some of the shit of why we exist, why succeed, all these secret societies. So get prepared. Get weaponized. Weaponize your words. Just kidding. Words of weapons. Tom is going to bring men back. Yes. We're going to do it, man. I want to influence people. That's what I'm trying to do. People are like, what's your solution? I'm like, do I need to uh, do everything to, for you? Like, there is there is solutions for the problems we face. Be a man. Life. Drink beer. Punch women. No, that's not what I'm saying. End the story. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm s- Neglect your kids. That, see, and that yeah. that's that's what we're being taught. That's what you shouldn't be, right? The idea is you need to be a protector. You need to find a wholesome wife have some wholesome kids with and then teach them right and not let the schooling system condition them and turn them into communists where they think that they can have, you know, five lovers and, you know, cause it's like they're doing like these weird pansexual shit. Be like, I like, a, I like horses, humans. I like whatever. I'm just into whatever. It's <laughs> like, okay, sure. <laughs> That's the world we live in right now. Such a strange place. And it's funny that we always bring it to this and it comes down to it. Because at the end of the day, the world's going a little nutty right now. So I kind of wanted to have a little fun with this episode. And then we got into this because like, I loved I, I loved to see people push against this stuff. Without that, we have nothing, man. If we just submit and just comply, that's my biggest thing. Everyone wants solutions. Don't comply to it. Don't buy an electric car. Don't bow down to your government. Don't believe what they're telling you about wars and any of this shit. Just stop it. Just stop. I can't go and buy a Tesla now. Damn. I've heard the grape, but no, you're good. You're essentially cooking your balls in a microwave. Like you're cooking yourself in a microwave. The EMF radiation, people can say, like, they're testing it. They did this, whatever. Elon Musk is great. Yeah. Is he? Is he? I'm sure he kissed the Western wall like every other fucking idiot. So like this idea of like, oh, it's great. But I've heard that like it's the EMF is terrible radiation for you. It's like having a cell phone in your pocket, same kind of thing, but you're sitting inside of it. Yeah, that is actually kind of scary. <laughs> Dude, that's you think about it that way. I know you're sitting inside. People say cell phones are bad. Imagine because at the electric cars, especially Teslas, emit Wi-Fi frequencies. And there's been tests where you can tap into them and like make the windows go up and down, stop the car. If you're a hacker, you could hack into anything with a Wi-Fi signal. There's tests done. I saw someone ha- like using their laptop and like watch drive down here, and they were opening. He's like, "This is just start. This I'm just getting into this." He's like, "Look, I can op- I cl- open and close the window, and then they're filming inside the car as he's driving around this like um, parking lot, and, and then the guys on the computer making the windows go up and down and shit like that, locking and unlocking the car." Do you imagine how dangerous that could be? Yes, I know. The government's like, like- "You've driving driven too far." Beep. That's what all this smart, smart car, smart city, all for, built for fucking retards. I know. It's, it's once, okay? Yeah. It's once. At the end of the episode, it's only one time. Give me a break, okay? It, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, there's definitely something like that, like nuclear, like family thing. I know. I, it reminds me of there's a, there's a Matt Damon movie. Matt Damon. Where him and his wife... Uh, What's the fucking name of the movie? The, the, there's this like thing where you can get yourself like shrunken miniature. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like all your money is like worth more and yeah, all this yeah. fucking Weak. shit. And then he does yeah. it, and when he wakes up, and she calls him, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I'm good." I know, crazy. 
But it kind of that whole yeah. situation when he goes miniature and he goes to that like city they've created, yeah. it kind of reminds me of that. Like everyone's driving like the fucking like the same car. Everyone lives in like the same house. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, that's my idea of hell. And that's where we're going. But like, you know, we're trying to have a little fun this episode. And it is a little fun. I actually really enjoyed doing this episode. And I think people will, too. And there's a lot of stuff coming. Like where some of the guests that I hope to have on. We're gonna switch uh, switch the gears, and some of the episodes that I want to do, we're gonna we're gonna switch into another lane for a bit, because uh, I have a lot of ideas of trying to dissect some of the stuff that's going on, uh, and especially our history and what we think we know and what we don't know. Um, we might be driving down uh, a dark hill into a Batman tunnel. <laughs> I mean, that could be. Good I know, because then it's like, you start to reveal everything. And I, and actually, I saw that um, Juan, uh, Juan from the 101 podcast, I was on his show recently, and we were talking about some stuff. And I saw that he posted um, a clip or whatever, and he's talking about apocalypse can also mean the word unveiling, right? So, like, we might think it's the end of the world, but maybe things have to... I've heard that all this stuff is happening because it's unveiling stuff to people slowly and the people that grasp stuff like we do more than other people it makes more sense but a lot of people are starting to be like nothing makes sense and then eventually they'll start to wake up hopefully that is a plan and if anything does go wrong i hope i'm long dead before yeah. it happens but if anyone is uh is still listening just kidding, i hope you guys are five star rating reviews incoherent rambling. uh but like if you guys if anyone i anyone out there even if you're hearing this like fucking 40 years down the road i don't give a shit if anyone hears this and you have uh ever had a ghost to phone call a phone call at all like ever, I would love to know. Send us an email, strangerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, also strange brew podcast on Instagram. We're also on X now. I'm trying strange brew cast. Anyone that hears this, go follow us on strange brew cast on X. Try to build that up. Um, it's weird. It's just a different platform. I don't really understand how to, to build it up as much as like other platforms. It's strange. I never really used it. Uh, so everyone go, uh, go on there. We're actually doing some live shows on there. Sometimes we, we do some big episodes and conspiracy theory stuff. We're putting it on there live where you can watch it. So, uh, support everything. We would appreciate it. The Patreon's coming. I got, I got, I got some fun shit for the Patreon, everybody. I'm going to start doing some stuff, a, little, a couple things solo. Me and Aaron have ideas for stuff that we're going to do for both of our Patrons and, and, and some cool stuff either side. But I have some stuff I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching some documentaries that I shouldn't be watching. And it's going to be fun. I'm actually excited. <laughs> Dude, man, I'm going to go in deep on some stuff. So everyone, that's how you best support us. Obviously, Class Horrorcast, go subscribe and support both of our shows. It would mean the world to us. It really would. Please do. Please do just, it. Please it just do takes it. that, you know. We'll continue to be spot. Listen, hands. just takes that little extra to be extraordinary, you know. It literally takes what, like ten seconds. Yeah, go five star rating reviews. Yeah, you know, do it. All right, <coughs> I'm dying. All right, everybody, goodbye. Stay strange.